Hi, and welcome to another episode of Wine and Wisdom. I'm Thomas Lehuang, and you're listening to the TL Podcast, where knowledge is shared and no one takes themselves too seriously. Look at that. Well, old machine. Look at that. <laughs> thought you'd be thought you'd be out of uh, out of touch there, Thomas. I thought you'd be messing speak. around, fumbling around like a fifteen-year-old boy or something. Uh, <laughs> I haven't been drinking too much in the last four months, so I, I'm, I'm still there, still losing. <laughs> this is an amazing thing, guys. I I, I n- never have thought it would come back. Uh, when when I cancelled it, I thought, oh, hold on, this is not good for our health. Doing it every week. <laughs> Because in the end, we were not doing it every week. We were training because we had to win the competition. So the, the other six days of the week, we were in training. So I, I thought we better stop. Yeah. Uh, but too many people now have been uh, requesting our comeback. So we're making a comeback. Morons. Sure are. We sure are. No. A- anyway, the, the, you know, I think that the most exciting people in here is, is Chris and you, Lou. Yeah. Why so? Because when so? I told you guys we were going to stop it, I could see the two of you were a bit disappointed. Oh, I was. I, I I really was. Like I somebody asked me today, oh, I, I told somebody I've got to do wine and wisdom. Oh, you're back, you're back. And I said, Yeah, we sure are. Oh, thank God. You know, and I said, we probably won't come on as often. We might drop it back to once a month. But you know, when you get into a routine, I mean, I I train every day anyway, or at least try to do something. But we were I was really in a routine, like the subject that we went into or chose for the month uh, for for the week. Sorry, I'd really apply myself and try and get as much knowledge about that as I could, and I really got into a groove, and I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, our livers suffered tremendously, but um, <laughs> it was it was good. So I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to be back. That's good. So Ken's a bit quiet. Hi. You're a bit quiet today. You're a bit sick, aren't you? I'm a little bit sick, mate. That's all. Just like any normal marriage, we're doing it once a week and now we're doing it once a month. And then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. You pass once a month by each other once a year in the hallway and say, you. Oh, dear. <laughs> Anyway. It's good to be back. It's it's fun, guys. We, I, I missed it. I certainly didn't. When we when we did stop, I had a lot of people say, oh, you know, what's happened to Four Wine and Wisdom? So, look, you know, things are getting busy. We need to focus on our businesses. Yeah. Uh, but taking a couple of hours of, you know, once a month will be easy to do. Yes. Uh, I think that's good. There's a, you know, a few smart asses out there giving a shit about Dawn Wine and Wisdom. A few of them coming out of the woodwork a bit later on and give us a bit of, you know, uh, cheek about it. But uh, So why do you listen? If you don't like it, just turn the bloody thing off. Don't listen. Yeah. Yeah, but, but the rest of them, the majority of people were like, you know, it's it it's uh, well, it's we something were, that we were looking forward to, you know. But yeah, we we worked out who a few of our closet listeners were, though, didn't we? People, yeah, yeah, well, it was a, yeah, a lot more a lot more listen than comment. That's for sure. A lot of people Absolutely. listened to it afterwards. Yeah, listen to catch up on the car in the car and stuff. And yeah, uh, even the missus was having a widget moan that she uh, didn't have anything to listen to. <laughs> so I might have to start talking to her again. So okay. <laughs> All right. He's on he's on fire today. I think he's on fire early. Mate, I've got four months of this stuff saved up. I'm ready to go. <laughs> yes. Well. All right, let's start with the wine. Let's go. Well, ladies first. I win, so I'll go last. You win, that's <laughs> right. All righty. So this one here. Oh, yeah. close so you can see. Diara's original, Grenache Shiraz 2019, Mac- McLaren Vale. So funny enough, it actually won the gold medal in London, but it's one of the wines that they actually still um, foot tread as part of the fermentation and processing. They they do that about a third of the way through the fermentation process. Um, but yeah, it was, it was actually, it's been around since 1969 and uh, they renamed it in 1993 to the Diari's original, which was after the third generation uh, family winemaker in his honor for his contri- contributions to winemaking. So I thought that was pretty cool, but um, looks like a good bottle. Sounds like a good bottle, and I'm sure it might be. So oh. who's next? The the aroma is going to be funny. You might actually get a bit of scent of shoes and or, or so and so. Yeah. After taste of tinia. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Ken? 
Me now. I thought we'd go to the garage first. All right. Oh. All right. You, you want me to go, Cam? I'll go. Yeah, I, I, do. Do. I do want you to go. By the way, there's only one of us sitting in the garage right now. Yeah. <laughs> All good. So I've got a uh, 2018. It's called John's Blend. It's from mm -hmm. Langhorn Creek. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a it's a it's a cab sav. Um, Langhorn Creek. They've been making wines down there for 160 years. But this started. They started making these two blends. It was a Shiraz and a cab sav. They make it this winery. Uh, 40 49 years ago. So next year will be the anniversary of the wine. Mm. Um, it's won a few medals, but uh, it, uh, I haven't rated it on Vino, so I don't know how it goes. I just went, found a wine that I hadn't had before and bought the bloody thing. So it was hard to find a wine that I hadn't had before, I'll tell you that. You, you don't mind drinking? Well, that's all right. Hey, they said it was our first opening, so we we, uh, we don't care. Oh, that's bullshit. It's a competition. Must be good. It had, yeah. had a call too, so it must be good. You said in WhatsApp we were competing, so that, oh, it's our first week, doesn't count for nothing. All right. <laughs> I have a 2017 Ooh. Chateau McCaw. The actual wine's the Chateau de Pup, I think they say it. It's the region, yeah. It's from the Rhone region in France. Um, been growing wine there since 1624. So wow. What year is it? What, what year is it? 2017. It's a Grenache. Basically, it's a Grenache. Uh, been growing wine there since 1624. Before that, it was a barracks for the Roman legions. So the actual wow. winery's got um, 400 years of winemaking plus, plus, plus the rest of it. So it was quite interesting to read about it. Um, picked it on the label in the year, actually. Went to a different... Oh, Jesus, I wish I was with you, mate. That I would have loved to have a glass of that. Yeah. Well, so next time you're up, I found another secret bottle shop TL. So we'll oh, wow. That is cool. Mm. That's the Chateau of the Pape is the region. Uh, it's the, the Pape means it's the Pope, and right. Chateau of the Pape is the region where it, uh, the Pope used to go in summer in in the south of France. Okay. Oh, nice! And, and so that region became very famous just for that kind of wine. It's probably a very solid, like uh, uh, ground earthy kind of wine, tannic, really heavy, very, yeah, very tannic by the sound mm. of it, which mm. is usually mm. my go, but we'll see. All right, me, I've been uh, the boring guy this week. The only thing original is a 2015, otherwise it's uh, nothing else special, I thought. Uh, is it? What year is it? 2015. Oh, that's all right, then. So that's the only thing original. So when he said any budget, I didn't know we could go down. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they paid him to take it. I'd be, I'd be very surprised and, and pretty surprised to see that this one would be yours. You've been hanging around the Central Coast too often, mate. You're so <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, guys. Welcome back. Salute. Happy to see you guys again. Hello. Wow. Very nice. Mm. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Very nice. I think we're all on winners this week. All right. Let's go. Well. We're going to do a little bit of news or are we going to go straight into it? I don't know. What's 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 good oh, in the news? news. Is it, is it, uh, I think it's the news Star Wars the Day, right? May the 4th, Star Wars Day, right? Right. Uh -huh. An interesting fact that today, um, Carrie Fisher, who played Princess Leia, Got her star on the walk, the fame, you know, the walk of fame. Today, her star went in place on the walk of fame after wow. all these years. On wow. the May the 4th. I thought, small uh, bit of a coincidence know. there. I didn't know. But in uh, drastic news, apparently, Booze Bud, the uh, alcohol delivery service, has gone bankrupt. <laughs> There's more tears shed for that than Carrie Fisher. <laughs> what are we going to do? We've got to get drive there now. I didn't know we were doing entertainment news, but you know they released the new Guardians of the Galaxy today too, which is a direct insult to uh, Star Wars fans everywhere, I think. So, <laughs> the latest and last instalment of Guardians of the Galaxy. And in other news, my wife's going to watch it without me with the kids on Saturday, which is absolutely devastating. Yeah. <laughs> if he's listening. Yeah. 
I have to say, I don't know if I'm the only person on here, but I've never watched a Star Wars in my entire life. We can't be friends any longer. I'm sorry, Lou. Surprised. You're not surprised? I, no. I just, I, it's just, I don't know. Uh, am I the only person on the planet? Has anyone else? I've still anyone... got the original Darth Vader and the original Luke Skywalker in my walk-in wardrobe. They're open. Mm-hmm. They're not in the packets. They'd be worth a fortune if they were packed in their packets. I hang out with Yoda most days now, so. <laughs> what was oh, that, mate? I said I hang out with Yoda most days now, so I've got my. <laughs> <laughs> never, never. Yoda or Gollum, you can pick which one. Yeah. I don't think the news has changed since we stopped four months ago. There's still a war in Ukraine, Bob, still going to shit. And, and interest rates are still going up. Still trying to screw it. Apparently, there was, a, there was <laughs> an assassination good. attempt on Putin through a drone, and he was blaming the Ukraine for it. The Ukraine denied it. Oh, I don't know, mate. Just, what do you believe, right? Yeah, didn't hear anything about it. But I think you're right, Cam. I think that the news is still what was happening last time we spoke on here. So not much has changed. Oh, well, then let's get on to our subject. Our subject. Well, our subject that we put forth was 10 interest rate rises. We can now say officially we've had 11 interest rate rises. Yeah. So what should agents, sellers and buyers do? What now? Another interesting fact. Did you know the first rate rise was exactly 12 months ago today? Uh, I would believe that, yeah. The 4th um, because- of May last year when we had our first Increase in rate rises. That's what I looked Aren't up. You, like. you just made it for fourth specialist, mate. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a specialist on. only in today. I'm glad we uh, got to do tomorrow. What are you yeah, going to do tomorrow? I'm tomorrow, I won't be able to get out of bed, mate. <laughs> yeah, but um, anyway, look, it is. It's 11 official interest rate rises in 12 months. Um, so what I, are we? Well, we we at uh, 3.8. Five percent, yes. Three point eight five, absolutely. And I have to say, I was a bit shocked, to be honest, that they did raise them on Tuesday. I kind of, you know, I was optimistic and hopeful that they wouldn't. Probably like every mortgage holder in Australia, but they did, and I and I really didn't think they were going to because inflation's obviously started to come back. But I don't know. I heard a economist, I think, for Deloitte last night, doing a little bit of. Um, uh, commentary on the whole thing and he he called it the recession roulette and I thought that's what the RBA is playing and I thought you know what he's probably not too far from the thought process of a lot of people right now because I I, I don't know I, I still don't think what all those 11 rises in 12 months we haven't even gone through what they're talking about as the mortgage cliff yet where all these people are coming off a fixed rate but anyway it, it's done we can't whinge about it we just got to move on Maybe this is the, the, the real impact of COVID. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's it. What happened? Everybody, you know, COVID came in December 19 and everyone went, oh, my God, the real estate market's going to fall off a cliff. Well, yeah, it was four years later, you know, but maybe it's not going to either. But, you know, now they're talking about the mortgage cliff. So we'll the see. The COVID hangover. The COVID hangover. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we've gone through the the health side, the uh, the mental side, and I think that now we're going through the financial side. Absolutely. Because Absolutely. I don't think that they'll stop. Uh, Australia is nothing else but a copycat country, and we we follow and we do whatever the US tell us. Mm. But a few weeks ago, when the US went up again, uh, you know, th- there was obviously a sentiment it was going to go up here. But when I I heard about how much uh, Philip. Uh, Roe has been having a backlash from making bad decisions and telling people that the interest rate was not going to rise until 2024. And now they have a, a brand new panel to make a decision. I thought right, maybe they they stopped this month, but mm. they didn't mm. get it. It, mm. it was already in, it was in place. And unfortunately, as of today, the interest rates in America has gone up by quarter percent again. And they are, I think, at already 5%. Which, yeah. means, which means we're going up. Watch mm. it. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so, so this is why I think that it's important here now because we know we are going to be copycatting the Americans. We're going to go up. And if, if need be, it's, it's going to happen straight away because if we don't keep up with them, our dollar is going to devalue. It means our product's going to be more expensive. It means that uh, inflation will, will, will keep on, on going. 
Mm, yeah. uh, the, the problem it's not happening here now uh, it's the they're doing nothing to inflation anyway it's it's still going up why let's have a look at all this so so what what are what are the things that are let's let's have a look what are the impact really about this uh 11th rate rise okay. you before, can predict. before we go to impacts i just want to how <laughs> how stupid are we and by we, I mean people, right? The same, <laughs> so I've been hearing for three weeks that they weren't gonna raise interest rates and the, uh, we've had people coming out and saying they're gonna drop interest rates at the end of the year. And we've had people saying house prices are gonna go up at the end of the year. And we've had everyone coming out of the woodwork in the last month and smash houses. We've gone back to 30 groups at open homes and all this sort of thing, because <laughs> we've, we've listened to the same people who said the market wasn't gonna was gonna crash during COVID, and the same people who said they weren't gonna raise interest rates till 2024 are the same people who were saying that interest rates are on hold, and people were dumb enough to listen to them. So I know it's fool me once, shame on you, me, fool me twice, shame on you. But what's fool me no, 15 times? What's, what's <laughs> fool me 15 times? Yeah. No, but we we are cut again. We are country of of gamblers, man. It's been said before, we're the only country that will just stop a whole nation for a race, a horse, <laughs> right? So we are, and, and we are a country of gamblers. And, and, and what we've been doing with these 11 races is gambling. I mean, I sometimes sit down and have a look at, listen to sellers uh, who, uh, who are selling their house, who, who are trying to build uh, a journey to the next dream of their life. And, and they making decisions that they regret within a few weeks because now the rate's gone up. It's impacting them too. Is it their you know, fault or is it what we're gambling? Being, is it their fault or is it what we're being told? I Googled, tried to do some research. So I Googled interest rates in Australia and the top three videos, here's the titles. Three days ago, Channel 9, RBA not expected to raise interest rates as property prices rebound. Two days ago, ABC, RBA hikes interest rates. One day ago, Channel 9 again, the three main reasons why the RBA lifted interest rates. There were some people three days ago telling people. <laughs> <laughs> the with the news, mate, is they, they, they report on what they're hearing. They don't do any research behind uh, it. But, that's, smarter, but the money smarter money people behind lifted. them are the, one, You've are the got ones the, the stream. You got May the fourth stats. I've got stats on this. <laughs> money Magazine. I know, but what I'm... What I'm getting at, the people telling us the news aren't the smartest people to be listening to. Oh my God, the people that are making them just... Go on, what are you going to say? 42 economists. 42 economists. Do you there? Yeah. 42 economists were polled by Money Magazine. 23 said they were going to put them up. 19 said they weren't going to do anything. There's almost 50%. They're flipping coins like they do for the weather. That's the economist, Chris. The economist. <laughs> But then it, again, it, it's easy for them to pull those stats out of their ass, you know, and just go, yeah, let's say we did this and let's say we did that. The smart people behind the scenes are the ones pulling the strings, the ones saying we need to speed the economy up or we need to slow uh, it down. Uh, I think we're, we're listening to the wrong people. The, yeah. everyone, I'm speaking to, everyone I'm speaking to, the, all the, um, the brokers who have gone to events, the financial planners that look at futures markets and so forth, they're all telling me, We've got to get to about four and a half percent to have a healthy economy. It brings balance back into the economy. Now, how that works, mate, I don't know. I sell houses. So I, I don't know how that works. The of the economists are on either side of the fence. What hope do we have? And I've got another bone to pick with you lot because it's been four months since I've seen you smiling faces. And I'm pretty sure four months ago and five months ago and six months ago, definitely two people sitting below me on the screen at the moment shouted me down, vilified me, wanted to rip in when I dared suggest that money was important. Now look how important it is. Now look how important it is. Money isn't everything my ass. 11 interest rate rises. I'll tell you what, money's everything. 27% mortgage stress, and that was before Tuesday. So 1.35 million is about to turn into 1.57 million people who are pretty sure money is everything. So for the all the shit you gave me last year, I'd like to say, but I won't because we've been told we're not allowed to swear. 
money's not everything. Look at us now. We're doing a whole podcast just based on it. So thank you very much. It's good to be back. I'm good to be right. But wine's the best. Thank you. I'm done. Okay, Hadley. So how do I switch him off? Yeah. <laughs> Crystal's trying to be working that out for ages. She hasn't worked. <laughs> all she can do is turn me on. So that's <laughs> All right, so let, let's have, let's have a look. The uh, let's have a look at the impact first. Obviously, well, I look. I think um, one of the impact, and this is one of the things when I was looking at some statistics. Apparently, only thirty percent of Australians have mortgages. Thirty percent rent, and the other thirty own outright. So, putting these interest rates up, it's really only. I mean, obviously, it affects the entire economy and people in general, but people that actually hold mortgages are probably feeling it the most. I think back to the first home buyers who bought a year ago, my daughter being one, you know, she's having conversations with me now. Do I move back in and just rent? You know, so these are the, these are the, the, uh, a few implications or, or the effects of it, but does anybody actually know any more than that? Or am, am I completely wrong in those statistics? I mean, I got them from a bank's website, uh, like um, site on the internet, but is that, does, it, does anyone know any different to that? Because that's what I find mesmerizing, like putting the interest rates up has a direct impact on those that hold mortgages. If only three, 30% of people have them, surely there's other things or better things that we can be doing as a whole, not just continually to jack rates up. No, but the rates the headlines. One Sorry. of the other headlines that we had that I didn't mention was uh, rate increases will affect people's mortgage with mortgages, but the banks will be fine. That was actually a head. Yeah. <laughs> That's where their priorities are. But it's not just people who hold mortgages because with more interest rates going up, rents have absolutely skyrocketed. Absolutely. Um, so, I mean, your daughter talking about coming home and renting or paying a bit of board is a bit different. But, yep. you know, we're, our areas at the moment, you can't get a dilapidated three-bedroom home for under $600 a week. Mm. Uh, and and the yeah so, um, so so it's impacting on the people who have a mortgage yes but then the one who haven't got a mortgage or let's say they're renting well it's impacting on them too it's really a trickle effect absolutely so everyone will be a, a, a impact because <laughs> let's imagine the guy who can afford to have a to hold on to his house and investment properties well what does he have to do with his product he's gonna have to jack the price up in order absolutely. to make sure that he can survive. So it's it's going to impact every side of the economy. I, I don't I don't think that the game of the interest rate is going to be the only thing. But yeah. let's, let's keep on going on, on some of the impact for the moment. The uh, what who else could be impacted by what's happening for the moment? Agents. Yeah. Agents right. in general. There's a lot yeah. of agents out there. And I had a meeting yesterday with our realestate.com rep. Um, I called him the rep off because they're increasing their prices again. But anyway, um, in our area, if a house is priced well, it's selling within 20 to 25 days. However, there's been a huge increase in property sitting on the market longer than 60 days because a lot of agents out there don't know how to handle this sort of market and have honest, honest conversations with their owners. Mm. Um, so we're seeing... Is that affecting the agent or the homeowner? Well, both. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's both because those agents that were really, you know, just order takers in the last seven years now really have to sharpen their skill to understand how to have a really open, honest conversation with an owner and say, you know what, I overpromise and I'm under delivering, but we have to adjust to get back on track. Mm -hmm. um, and being able to control your ego to do that with a, a vendor is a very hard thing to do. And mm -hmm. I don't think there's a lot of people out there that are able to do that. The ones that are will shine and the ones that aren't will suffer. Is that interest rates affecting agents or is that agents digging their own grave? Yeah, well, it's the interest rates because, no, it's the agents digging their own grave, but the interest rates, have, it's like the tide going out. When the tide goes out, you can see who's been swimming naked. Yeah. Right? Because these agents now previously didn't have to have the skill level because people were paying the prices that they wanted. Now they have to have the ability to be able to, to deal with these people. Yeah. So I think that's a huge flow, uh, on flow effect to the agents. But in turn to your question, Cam, yeah, absolutely it's affecting the homeowners 
Because mm. now when they go to the second agent, they've that second agent has to really think outside the box and see mm. what can we do to get the still get a great price for our owners um, mm. and get all the buyers back to here because there's that you know connotation of it's a problem property, there's an issue with the home or whatever it may be. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I 100% agree. I've noticed that there's been a lot of small businesses close up in my area and that's been going on for a long time. But obviously, as we've spoken about people that own commercial properties, interest rates going up, well, they're wanting to put rents up as well. And it's becoming to a point where people can't afford to stay paying those big rents. So we've got a lot of vacant properties here, which then affects, you know, the employment because people are losing jobs, you know. And so it's, it is such a big ripple effect um, across the board, isn't it? Like, um, I mean, there's there's good things about it as well. Like if you're a first home buyer, I mean, great. That deposit that would have taken you 10 years to save for 12 months ago is probably now going to take you five because interest rates are higher. But, you know, your borrowing capacity- Is it capacity a benefit though, Lou? Because their borrowing capacity is less now. That's right. But that's what I was going to say. Like their borrowing capacity is now 30% less than what it was 12 months ago as well. But the good thing is, is we know interest rates aren't going to stay high forever. You know, we know, we know that this is just part of the process and the market's always gone up and down over time. But I think it's just been such a drastic increase, especially when we were told by the people that should know and who we trust that interest rates weren't going to rise until 2024. A lot of people went out and made pretty big life-changing decisions based on that. Um, and a lot of people have already suffered because of that, you know, and suffering still. So yeah, it's a it's affecting a lot of people. Um, some people are lucky enough not to be affected, but you know, I looked at it, the rents in my area. Like, I went to a property today; it's returning thirteen hundred dollars a week. You know, like it's probably going to sell between nine fifty and a million. So we're talking over a seven percent return. Um, we've got a vacancy rate that's. Pardon? Yeah. I, don't have, I don't have the contract yet, I'll tell you. <laughs> I'll see you the same thing. <laughs> like, I know your areas might be the same, but in our area now, we've got almost less than 1% vacancy rate. Now, apparently, immigration's at a three-year high because people can travel again. Chinese government has ordered all the students to return back to their campuses overseas. You know, and so the the searches on realestate.com for rentals alone in the last quarter is up 190% on the same time last year. So when these people arrive, that's going to keep pushing rents up. The good thing is going to keep a floor under the housing market in terms of price. But the people that are local and the first home buyers that want to buy, their competition, they can't compete with, you know. So it's a bit of a, yeah, predicament, I think. I think from a housing point of view, the people who have been affected the most, especially in my areas anyway, there's a huge disparity at the moment between what houses over a million dollars are doing and what houses under a million dollars are doing. Yeah. And the, you can almost buy for an extra... I've sold two houses in the last week for close to a million dollars, very small three-bedroom homes. But try and get 1.1 for a huge four-bedroom home with a pool and a backyard. Can't do it, right? I'm having right. the same thing up here, Ken. And I know people, you know, the, the cynics of the world will laugh and go, oh, well, Richie Rich sucked into them because that's tall poppy syndrome and that's what happens. But I've seen 40% drops on properties that are used to be $1.5 million. Where, and because every time the interest rates go up, buyers fall out of that price bracket into that price bracket. Yeah. Actually seeing the bottom end of the market grow, the top end of the market and it makes no sense whatsoever. The mm. one thing I want to touch on too, the government's done a very good job and the media's done a very good job of painting landlords as the bad guys in this situation because it takes the pressure off them for doing mm. what they're doing. And I'm seeing, I saw someone on uh, Facebook the other day get in a community and say, I'll be selling my house in three months, but I'll be doing my research into the agents. And if they're dead, F over tenants, then they won't even be on my list. They're blaming the real estate agents and the landlords for putting rents up. Mm selling that story so they're blamed instead of the people who are actually there's a reason landlords have to put their rents up right yeah now, i am sure 100 percent sure there's landlords out there who didn't need the rent increases and didn't have to do rent increases who still have yeah but the majority i'm sure have been absolutely stuck their their return on investment i mean lou's talking about seven percent if they don't jack the rents they're not getting three yeah absolutely. two absolutely um, so yeah, it's 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 
far-reaching and it's not having what it hasn't done is change the price of a loaf of bread and what it hasn't done is lower the price of petrol and what it hasn't done is lower anything that's needed to curb inflation, right? It hasn't done any of that because yeah. it, that's been governed by external factors. So the whole thing's a shit show, an absolute shit show. Mm. And, um, you know, it's all right talking about silver linings and you've got to find the positive that eventually, but we also got to live in the now and the people who... Uh, changing from sending their kids to a private school to a public school to playing sport to not playing sport to on a very desperate level turning the air conditioner on to get heat or not feeding mm. or not like it, that's how bad it can be. I mean, my, me personally, my mortgage has gone up four thousand three hundred dollars a month since this started a month. Mm. Yeah, well, and I'm we're in a lucky position as far as industry, right? If we need more money, we go and sell more houses. Yeah, it's yeah. not quite that simple, but the option is there. Someone who's paid an hourly rate from nine to five, and it doesn't matter how hard they work, can't make any more money. What do they do? That's exactly right, Cam. And, and what do do? exactly right, we're fortunate, and those that are in industries where your income is only determined by how hard you work, and thankfully that's all of us. There's a lot of people that aren't, and and as you said, there's only 24 hours in a day of which you need to sleep for at least six. You cannot go out and do... Not Thomas. Except for Thomas, exactly. It's six minutes. But you cannot, <laughs> you cannot go out and do what we do times two to survive. And you're right. The, the pressure's on the landlords. Um, and you know what? As you, as you say, there's a lot of... I would say 90% of them are doing it, increasing the rent because they have to. Um, but there's some that are doing it because they can as well. Yeah. It's some, no, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't put that in the majority. Right? No. You know, the, the, the people that I think about, like you guys know, we, we manage a lot of holiday properties in both our Port Macquarie and Foster offices up here. And, and that goes well. And, and look, you know, we've got Ironman this weekend and we're fully booked and there's thousands of dollars to be made. But you got an increase? That, oh, yeah, absolutely. He's, he's, yeah, he's number 77. He's, he's got a spot ready to roll. But the thing is, you know, things like having a property and, and those luxuries that people have enjoyed, short holidays and stuff like that, we're, we're in a position where we can do that now, but then, and people want to do that because they've been stuck in their houses for years and can't travel. And I met a lady today, she's barely gone anywhere for three years because of fears of health and whatever. We're finally in a position where we can, but now we can't because financially we can't. You know, so it's really tough for a lot of people. Mm. When it comes to paying mortgages and so forth, we all know we should, you know, put a little away in the good times. So it's there for the bad times and we have reserves. And the unfortunate thing is the majority of people don't. They live week to week and they get their paycheck and they spend it. So they don't plan for those interest rate rises and this is when we get ourselves into trouble was it saying if you're on a mountain throw a little bit of dirt in the valley so it softens your blow if you fall and looking back in hindsight maybe this may teach people because we have had such a long time in such a good economy um growing economy where i think people have forgotten the art of budgeting or forgotten the art of going without or withholding you don't need all the streaming services. You don't need to eat out every night of the week and so forth. So I think, it, you know, hard times create stronger people. Mm. So I, I think yeah, it's not, I, it's I, not I, a... <laughs> but in, in the meantime, the people who whose income are fixed, mm. uh, the, uh, the people who are now losing their jobs because the employer is saying, well, I can't afford you because it's Stalin. The mm. people who have to sit down and and explain to their child why they can't be doing these sports or this anymore uh, and the blame culture that is increasing the mental health that is now uh, happening and we're not attending to it. i mean when we were in lockdown with covid i mean there was a mental health talk and and all this stuff that they were doing that to make sure that people right and now they're doing 11 interest rate rise they're not paying attention to the mental health of the, the, the workers who, who's going out there uh, every single day and yet come back home and now have to cut down on things. How do you explain that to them? I mean, it's easy for us to say, well, you have to put a little bit of crumb, you have to do all that stuff. But man, how do you do that when it is impossible to put crumbs away? And now it's not crumb. Now you have people who's a nurse, Louis's daughter. 
paramedic. Now considering having to come home. Yeah. Yeah. How do you explain that? It's not, they don't want to talk mental health or anything because they actually want more people unemployed. One of the reasons for inflation is the unemployment rate is too low. They want it to climb. They want people to lose their jobs. That's the, the, that's what people aren't realizing. They come out every time and go, one of the reasons we're doing this is because unemployment's too low. No one's computing that with, oh shit, a lot of people are going to have to lose their jobs before they do anything about it. Like it's the system. I'm not, I'm way too dumb to understand what or why or how they're trying, but I, I can tell you the sniff test if it smells like shit, it's generally shit. Um, or Chris's wine, and uh, I, oh, I, I had mine beats yours. Think yeah. about like, think about like the, the Australian- buffers, Chris. The buffers Chris was talking about, like the bank was meant to be doing that for you. They were mm-hmm. judging you were applying for a loan at two and a half percent, and they were judging you at five percent to make sure you could afford it. The laws got changed because it used to be six or seven percent that they judge you at, and and. 12 months before they started raising interest rates, I went, oh, it's not realistic to judge people at 6 or 7% because they're never going to get there. Well, yeah. we, we had someone the other day, we've got to go out to an appointment because they're about to go from 2% to 8%. Mm. It's all right saying to people you're meant to save and you're meant to do this and sure, but does anyone get taught financial education at school? No, nobody. So saying that is a pipe dream, Chris and it's, living in a, an ivory tower where you, you can afford to do it. The bank was supposed to cover the buffers, right? They were supposed yeah. to say, if, if, if the world comes to an end, you can still afford your mortgage. And if you can't afford your mortgage with the world coming to an end, you're not going to get a loan. None of that happened, right? None of it. None of it yeah. happened. It happened in 2018 when they did the Banking Royal Commission. It sure as shit happened then. No one could get money. Didn't matter how bloody well you were going. Yeah. You think back to the, you know, the people that tried to buy and wanted to buy back 12, 18 months ago when prices were so ridiculously high, you know, and those same people still want to buy, but now they can't, they're forced to rent. And the plan for them to buy is probably now put back another five or 10 years or whenever it is likely that interest rates are back down. But by that time, prices, you know what I mean? So I really- If you to buy for a million dollars, now they can buy for 700,000. But if you turn up to an open home in my area for a house at 700,000, there's 50 groups there. 50 groups, because everyone's got 700,000. No one's got a million. Yeah. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy, however you put it. It's a- Ridiculous. So is that your advice for, for sellers? Make sure you only buy properties below or uh, under. Okay. Um, my advice for sellers. You've got well, a bigger share of the market when it comes to buyers. My advice for sellers and my advice for buyers is the same thing because as my rant said at the start, if you're listening to the news, you're going to have a fair chance you're going to be wrong. If you're listening to me, there's a fair chance you're going to be wrong. If you're listening to Chris or Louise, there's a definite chance you're going to be wrong. Um, and Thomas doesn't say enough on here. He just sits back and watches us duke it out. So, But yes, if you're ready to sell and you've got a reason for selling, sell your house. And if you're ready to buy and got a reason for buying, buy a house because trying to pick the market or listening to Channel 9 who changed their advice three days in a row is the wrong way to go about it. That's my advice for everybody. As for agents, I mean, Chris is saying it's interest rates that ruined agents. Agents ruined themselves by getting a piece of paper and doing no more work ever. I've got this piece of paper now. That's all I need. I don't have to train myself. I don't have to care about my vendors. I don't think it's interest rates. It's stuff to agents, agents, stuff to agents. And, um, you know, I don't think anything changes. I've worked in good markets and I've worked in bad markets. The good agents always do better than the bad agents. And um, I don't think no, that's true. That's true, Ken. But what I'm saying about the agents is, and now that they, it's a challenging market, it's really separating, you know, uh, the men from the boys. That's what I'm saying. The cowboys from the serious players. Yeah, I, get that. I get that. But it's, um, it's previously like, you could trade a money. I don't want any agent listening to this and go, oh, it's interest rates is the reason I'm not doing any good, right? I don't want that in my team. I don't want that in anyone in the yeah. network. I don't want that even in our competition, because I want them to own up to the fact and go, we're just not that good, right? And we're doing the wrong thing by our clients. Mm. Um, you know, back to the buyers, the buyers trying to pick the market. Have all gone, oh, it's the bottom now, yes. 
idiots. You go into an open home with 50 other people. If you had a board six months ago when there was one person at an open home, you'd be doing much better than you're doing now, right? So, and and sellers have got a really good reason for selling, but a current affair said last week, oh, at the start of 2024, prices are going to go back up and interest rates are going to go drop. Look, deal in the now. Right now, last week, Great time to sell. There was 50 people turning up to open homes again if your house was under a million dollars. Tuesday, they raised interest rates. I've got no idea what's going to happen this Saturday. Does anyone know what's coming this Saturday? I haven't got a clue. There could be a million people. There could be nobody because every day someone's messing with their lives that we've got no control over. So just do it. Nike. Nike is my advice for everybody. Done. No, I would say that the banks will know because the banks are the people who are doing the pre-approval, so they would know. Uh, I, I think that no matter what people will carry on, on with living. Um, so the advice, probably I'll start with the advice bit for the real estate agent, for me, is to make sure they upskill themselves because moving forward, uh, the if your leader, if your bosses uh, uh, struggling, they're going to have to start letting go of staff. And if they're letting go of staff, they will always let go of the weaker ones. So if you're smart, uh, you should have really uh, been upskilling yourself from day dot. But now it's crucial that you do it very quickly because no matter what's going to happen, landlord, my advice probably is to resist the temptation of passing the increase to your tenant. You know, it's a funny thing when we had COVID, how landlord went, oh, well, no, let's, let's, let's calm it down. I, I will reduce this, I will do this, I will do that. And now it's almost, no, 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 no. If whatever increases in my loan, it will be passed on because that kind of pain that you're inflicting to a tenant is only going to be very short term. Um, benefit because when they're going to have to go and when there's going to be an increase in crime rate when there's going to be an increase in blame landlord's going to pay in the end too we are all the, the, the key is for everyone to really understand we are all interconnected whatever happens in one side of the chain will eventually trickle down to the other side and and right now i have there's no doubt in my mind that the mindset of people are really starting to get in trouble. We, we didn't have this kind of talk six months ago. We didn't have people talking about, you know, bills. We, the other day, uh, my daughter was talking to me about people having to be nicer, how on the radio they're now saying, you know, you have a passer guy and, 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 and he's waving, he's saying hello to you or he's thanking you for giving him the, the right of way. Mate, all of that's going to go. Crime, it's going to go up. You'll see all of these people who are comfortable and who are doing very well. You will see crime rate. I'd like to raise a point. I've been yeah. in the car with your daughter. She's never waved at anyone for let <laughs> Not one. And I've nearly died four times. So Charlotte, Not that one. Not that one. <laughs> your other daughter. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think... Thanks um, your own advice if you're watching this son. Yeah, everything that you said, Thomas, is exactly right. And, you know, um, back to a little bit what you were saying, Cam, you know, the, we've always said there's no such thing as a bad market to a good agent. But, you know, I think going forward and what we've already started to do is revise that too. There's no such thing as a bad market to a trained agent because what we're going to see is the situation and the, the saying that's always been money brings out the best and worst in people. And we've seen that and we see that in what we do every day when it comes to selling certain properties, deceased estates, et cetera. But it also happens with agents. I think, you know, there's going to be a lot of people in distress and, and unfortunately emotions can be our worst advisors at some times. And age, uh, sellers will choose, like I nearly had the situation today, a, a seller choosing the cheaper agent because they're focused, because their mind is focused on, I'm losing so much money and it's costing me so much more. I need to save everything I can. But trying to get a seller to understand that saving $5,000 in the beginning, because it's the difference in commission to potentially $100,000 on the other end, 
you're actually by choosing us, you're potentially making 95,000, not losing 5,000. So it's about educating people going forward. Because as I said, you know, when people are in that mindset of everything's tough at the moment, there's a lot of people that are thinking like that. They can make decisions based on emotions. And that's, they're sometimes the worst advisors our emotions. So I think it, for agents, it's keeping a mindset that, you know, I, I said to my team the other day, it's not the only, it's not the end of the world. The only thing that is the end of the world is the actual end of the world. So we're not there and we're not going to get there. So don't program that in your mind of things are tough and it's the end of the world. You know, we have an opportunity. Pressure is privilege. Like, you know what? This is where we earn our keep as good agents. We get through these times and the times that we've been through and you come out the other side, that's where you're going to have the reputation that you want. You know, going back to what you said, Chris, agents that have let property sit on your market for 60 days when they should be selling in 20, reputation, you know? So, yeah, it, it it's, um, I think that that's the scary thing for me is going forward, people that are going to be in, in a mindset of hurt and 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 pissed off and and you know um uncertainty are gonna make potentially bad decisions and that's the thing that worries me a bit. I think that goes to TL though with the same speech you're giving to landlords just then that would be employers too, wouldn't it? You mentioned yeah. before that if you're an untrained agent or you're the weakest in the office, your boss is gonna sack you, but mm. leaders need to have the same mentality. Absolutely. Don't just flick someone because you're starting to hurt. Leaders eat last, yeah? Mm. Yeah, but you're, you're talking about human nature. Uh, I, I'm going back to your point first, Lou. I think that the, uh, the seller who's hurting and losing money and picking a cheaper agent, he's a dumb nut and he deserves to lose more money. Mm -hmm. I, I, I ask a lot of people the same question. Any one of those sellers who picked the cheap agent that can actually demonstrate to me that they're actually saving money by picking a cheaper agent, I will pay them all their fees. I will do it for free mm -hmm. because I know there's no way they're going to get one. It's a funny thing. If I have a cold, I go to a GP, right? They, they, they so-called doctors, but they, they're not doctors. They pay by pharmaceutical to just push a certain kind of set of medication. But, but if my life is really on uh, hanging on a threat uh, by, by a threat and, and, I, and I need an, a really uh, special operations. I'm not going to go to an untrained GP. I'm going to look for specialists. Uh, yes, it's going to cost more, but if my life is that important, I wouldn't care what I paid because I look at skill. Mm -hmm. It is such a dumb thing to sit there and say, well, I'm going to save myself 5000 How do you come to that 5000 I bet you a million dollars, you can't even explain how you get to a million dollars. But there are dumb sellers. Mm. And those dumb sellers, they yes. deserve to lose money. This, you, you, you will never, this is, I, I look at things like scam or con artists and people like this, mm. who are conned are quite often, not, not people who are weak and who who are innocent victims. People who are con are quite often greedy people who just look at the bottom line. They don't just sit down and think for themselves. That's right, Thomas, 100%. And that's what I said to this owner today. That he's dumb? Yeah. You, you, there's a saying, poor man pays twice because you're in that poor mindset of poor because it's costing you a fortune and, you know, the poor man always pays twice, you know, and, and you're going to think you're getting a better deal, but it's going to cost you so much more, so much more, you know, but I think if you're an agent out there and we're talking about it in my team today, and I said probably the most uh, responsible thing that you can do going forward is stay true to your values and stay ethical. Don't be tempted. Don't, don't, don't get greedy. Don't, you know, because unfortunately human nature, when things get tough, you know, people start to bend rules and, and do things that they wouldn't normally do. And we know that's just human nature. We can't say that people don't do that. They do. But, you know, if you've got an ability and you, and you remain a good person and you, and you train and you believe in that ability, 
you'll always land on your feet. You just have to hold strong, you know, and that's, that's, that's the message to my team anyway. Another piece of advice that I have uh, for people who um, are struggling for the moment is uh, this, this may sound like a part. So, so, so hang out, hang in there with me is to probably become a little bit more spiritual. Mm. I think that abundance is not in how many things you own. Abundance is in wanting more what you already have. And, yeah. and I think that a, a lot of us, we don't cultivate that mindset mm. of looking for abundance in what we already have. Mm -hmm. and, and what we look at is always what we're about to lose. Mm. And, and it's we, in, in the spiritual thing, maybe the word is airy-fairy, but it's a little, it's very much like the pursuit of what makes you feel better. I understand that right now the interest rate's gone up 11 times. I understand that there's no class action against the, uh, the RBA governor. I understand that the uh, the government that is out there normally to protect people is is actually doing nothing, saying nothing really concrete among themselves. They're concocting that hey, it's okay, we know there's a, some more coming. Let's just try and calm people down. And but really, this is where I agree probably with Chris that we have to do something. Is that we in the midst of that kind of storm. The only person that can calm the storm is ourselves. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. We can't control anybody else's actions, only our own. And, and that's the same for our actions and our thoughts and everything else in between. Um, yeah, I 100% agree, Thomas, what you're saying there with the mindset is, and we, we say it all the time, the most expensive piece of real estate we all will ever own is in between our two ears individually, you know, and so if you can get the mind right, every, and, and I think it's a collectively, a lot of people, I'm not going to say everybody, but a lot of people are going through a similar thing. And that doesn't make it easier, but it's somehow it gives that little bit of um, sense that you're not alone, and that everybody's struggling. But, you know, it's, it's for us as agents is keeping our own head right, and, and, and educated and trained, and then being able to relay that message and having those conversations with sellers like I had to have today that you're thinking from a point of lack, you're thinking of a point of frustration and a point of poor. And, and that's going to make you make a bad decision, you know? And yeah, going back to what you said about the, the doctors thing, we're not in a market now where people are going to sell because there's the opportunity to get an extra hundred or 200 grand than they ever thought they could. We're in a market now where people are only going to sell if they have to sell. And regardless of what interest rates do, people will have to always sell. It's a, it's a nature of life. But the silver lining to that is there's, you know, there's probably more properties available now than what there was 12 months ago. So at least, you know, selling now, you're going to be able to probably find something now. But we just have to, yeah, I think that's what I think is going to be a bit of a difficult thing is getting the message out to to sellers and and getting and and agents to remain focused on that this won't last forever and that um we are worth what we're worth and and you know I haven't said it in a long time but I said the only way an agent can beat me in this market is to compete on fee because they cannot compete on skill and you know and that's the truth we know that we know that that's how it is in every market and I stand by what I um and capable of and what I've been trying to do you know and people have to go forward with that belief because that's what else are you going to do but then maybe Lou um, you need to spend more time educating your area mm. about the mistakes that people make yes into going to a GP when they need a very special specialist yeah operation correct correct 100 mm. yeah Correct. All right, one, one last one last few words about um, advice. Chris, you go in. Uh, I, I think it's human nature to look outside to find solution to blame and to find a reason and rah, rah, rah. I think we need to look in, like we said, but like I said before, we, you know, we try and blame banks or the interest rates or agents or landlords or whatever it is. Look within. If you don't have the solutions within, there's people out there that know to how to help you. And then see your responsibility to help 
go and find those people. Go and find those people like Louise who can explain to you why choosing a cheap agent is not the best. There's people out there that can help you budget your home. There's people out there, mortgage brokers, that might be able to re-jig your mortgage to help you, you know, survive what's coming through with these interest rate rises. Mm. We, we put too much emphasis on the outside, but we all have to look in. It's all within us to be mm. able to, I think, weather the storm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll let... Um... What is it? Can close for me. The last bit of advice is probably this is the best time to, to apply a bit of "Are you okay?" Mm -hmm. It's the best time to check on our neighbors and 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 people that we don't think of that often, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. this is a time when a a couple, an elderly couple, might go for three or four meals with one chicken. And, and if if you can afford to just have one more plate on your table that night, maybe that this is a time. I think that the impact of COVID has now pushed us into this kind of 11 rates. And therefore, all those lessons that we had during COVID should really be used again. Mm. It's not finished. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And if that's what I can say is, you know, thinking back, you know, to the midst of COVID when we couldn't leave our homes and we were having to, you know, innovate overnight and sell homes sight unseen, meet people over Zoom and all those things that have become wonderful things because we've learned to do life in a different way. In that moment, it probably felt like some of our darkest times, you know, but what has it shown us that we can get through tough things um, and we will come out the other side? And this interest rate rise and rising, it might keep going on for a little bit, but it won't go on forever. Things will return back to somewhat normality. It it has to, and we just have to to, to ride ride through it. That's all we can do. Um, keep yourself educated, and if that's if you're an agent, seller, or buyer, that goes for everybody. Keep yourself educated. Keep yourself trained. You can make changes. I know what Chris said. Like, you know, everyone's going out and doing this and whatever. But yeah cut off what you need to if it's Netflix stop eating $20 avo toast if you have to we just have to make some small changes and then yeah we'll come out the other side we always do mm. interesting what TL said I mean it's, that was beautiful man well done TL I'll ask you if you're okay and that probably flies in the face a little bit of all sellers are dumb and 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 you know, buyers are stupid too. Everyone's in pain. Mm. Everyone's in pain. And I think we forget that. We're very quick to say, oh, they didn't pick me because of the fee because they can't count and it doesn't make any sense. And this and that. People are in pain. Right. Um, people were in pain during COVID. People were in pain after COVID. I, I just implore people to stop guessing, stop thinking about four weeks down the track or five weeks down the track or what the news is telling you, just deal in today. Just deal in what's right now. What, what you know right now is how much you have to pay for your mortgage. What you know right now is that you either do want to sell your house or don't want to sell your house. What you know right now is that you either want to buy a house or you don't. All the uh, spreadsheets in the world can't tell you what's going to happen tomorrow. Right? Um, it, it really can't. And that's what's causing people the most pain. All right. There's no spreadsheet for this life we're in. There's none whatsoever. Dealing what you've got now, learn to be happy with what you've got now. Or if you're not happy with what you've got now, learn how to improve it. But stop wishing for something other than right now because that's all we've got. That's it. Cut. We've been very controlled. Looks, looks like we're doing our first one. What's, what's going on? Huh? Is is your wine too strong, Cam? I, I should have had half of that bottle. No, yeah. I've got the man for it. They're talking about three. There's there's COVID, there's the flu, and there's some other virus going around at the moment. I've probably got all three. Well, <laughs> we didn't mention Brene Brown once, so I didn't have to fly off the handle. Chris wasn't as stupid as he usually is, and his wine was probably. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to settle this debate. I can only deal with the cards that are in front of me. <laughs> What wine won, Thomas? I need to know what wine won. I'm going to shut this red. I won it. I won it for sure. Uh, no, I, I don't know. I, I did not. Uh, I did oh, not see it. 
So <laughs> I did not see it. So let me let me check. Come on, you've got the you got the details there. Charlotte was on our back. Well, I, had a, I had a four point two. So mine was a four point two. Mine was a four point three. I had no. So you didn't even check. Speaking of lying, real estate agents, you started off by saying, I didn't even look on the video. So I did it. Was? I did it when I bought it. Uh, I only checked when I got it out. It's a drink. Shit. Mine was sitting in my cupboard. So I did. <laughs> Guys, thank you very much. We will let you know um, when's our next one. Mm -hmm. But the uh, winning wine for this week uh, was, uh, was mine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, so, I talk to you soon see you guys see you guys bye